This episode of Super GG Radio is brought to you by our Patreon. Patrons of the show can get our Dogs of Super GG Radio newsletter, Super GG Radio stickers, a slap on your closest PC or bag, input on what we cover, game nights with the hosts, and even a chance to win a copy of an indie we talked about. Not only that, but 90% of all patron contributions go to the Children's Miracle Network of Hospitals. Visit patreon.com slash superggradio to learn more. What's good, Internet, and welcome to Session 162 of Super GG Radio, where friends chat about video games and all things adjacent. I am your corpse of a host, Eric Getty Gettinger. Remember me as I was. And welcome high-energy Alex Arona to the podcast. I Seriously, I, I, I probably shotgun like three Red Bulls before this podcast, a C4, and I have something called Bang Energy on deck. I don't, I don't love the name of that. That's a real drink brand, and I am very scared for your heart, sir. I mean, I could also just mix this four loco I have with Red Bull. No, no, but then definitely, we'll definitely we'll need that real. big, big energy. Make sure that we oh. specify that it's big, big energy. Man, also, you ever see those? You ever see any Bang commercials? They're kind no. of messed up. Are they? They have commercials. Yeah, I'll send you one later. Oh no. I just assume those scenes just kind of like appear at gas stations and just seep into the <laughs> the consciousness of people that way. Well, the guy from Bang, he kind of shows off like as in the commercials show him like on a yacht with two uh, women on each, like a woman on each arm. And it's got that real college bro vibe. Oh, nice. You, you got to get on that. I, no, I don't. I, I really don't. Uh-huh. Also with us, as always, Elden Ring champion Joel DeWitt. I found the Elden Ring, guys. It was inside of me all along. It was the friends we made along the way. I had thought that the Elden Ring was in the turd tree. That's is, not what, that's not what is that called. real? No, it's called the urge tree. <laughs> that's a pretty good meme that was that someone said, Hey, I beat the Erd Guardian. And they go, Oh yeah, which one? The first, second, or third? And he goes, The what? Yeah. And who's to actually say, since none of us have finished said Elden Ring, so this week we're going to light things up in early adopters, sell away everything in the news, and then get fit in the backlog log? But first, we go to early adopters, where we play alphas, betas, and games that don't make me hate XCOM? Yeah, yeah, that, that's a that's a good way to describe it. This week I did, we, you know, I agree with that. I felt like I do, I I actively want to like XCOM and I hate XCOM, and I felt like this one did not make me that feel that way. Yeah, research and destroy. This game is already out on PC uh, over on Steam, but they have a demo available, so we thought we'd give it a a looky loo. And imagine, if you will, for a second, uh, a band of scientists. One of them that looks suspiciously like uh, Velma from Scooby-Doo, yep. a little man in a hazmat suit, and then your stereotypical tall, kind of... Tall, handsome drink of water. I don't know if I call him handsome, but he's a tall scientist with glasses. Don't yuck and, my hands, Giddy. And all Isn't of these guys... Isn't that a TF2 character? Who? The scientist guy. Is he? It looks like... 
Maybe they, maybe they all look like one to me. Except the the die in the hazmat suit is clearly the Amundus die, but yeah, I didn't see like that it. one. I didn't see I didn't see anything what you guys were I, talking about. I didn't <laughs> even see the Daphne comparison or the Velma. I saw that one. Yeah, Daphne. They they, they, they a say character. In, in the actual tutorial, they it use the like word a mix of zoinks. Daphne and Nova. Yeah, oh, they say zoinks. zoinks in the tutorial. I did notice that they say the word zoinks, and I also noticed that they all get in a van at the end. It's a big van, and mm-hmm. the van talks to you. But anyway, uh, which is very cool. This is what I would describe as very XCOM. You control one of the three people at a time, and you go around attacking these zombies and other ghosts and and terrible things that pop up in the environment all while trying to complete objectives and they all have different weapons but the hook is that instead of having a set amount of movement and uh, weapon firing you get a clock and as long as the clock is active and it's going then you can perform actions so some things that cause the clock to go down moving back and forth, aiming down scope, or firing. All of them cause your time to go down. So I I say that this is probably a much more friendly version of that strategy turn-based tactics game. Um, and it, it's more based around skill instead of your random numbers of <laughs> having a certain percentage to hit when firing on It does on give stuff. you those numbers, though the the damage pops up no 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 if you if um if you hold uh, your reticle there closely especially with the uh, the sniper it actually pops up a percentage really mm-hmm. hmm. I, I took that much more as a run and done kind of style when i was playing it rather than st- sitting in like scoping out the percentage chance really those well, sniper percentage... bullets can go through multiple targets so Th- that's also cool but the percentage was based on like what p- body part you wanted to go over so headshot, the, the head. percentage would go down a little bit, but it wasn't like I was getting like 95% as opposed to 100%. Yeah, but it wasn't terribly difficult to aim and fire either. No, absolutely not. No. Yeah, unless you, you were using the uh, rifle. Like the the hazmat die has just a freaking flamethrower, so it doesn't matter. You just you know spray and, and get close enough to... Wait, hold on. I but... think that we have like different varying favorite characters mine was the girl with the sniper because i was just nailing headshots i mean i don't know that joel said his favorite was the hazmat guy but there's something to be said about the giant bazooka that the tall scientist had because it would just fire uh like an orb and anything that came in contact with the orb it would drain the health of and then it would explode on on impact yeah that was pretty good too i just i prefer chaos See, I think yeah, we all had different favorite characters, which is very, which is cool. I think that's very cool, because it also says that like, this game's got multiplayer, by the way. Mm-hmm. Yes. It so does. that's what that's what it may, that's what comes to mind for me is that like, we would all just have a different character, and it would work well. So, safe to say, I definitely wish listed this. It's, yeah. I mean, yeah, it it's also on Game Pass. Is it really? Mm. Yes, yes, it was day one. Man, I should um, open um, Xbox one of these days. There's just some, yeah. You go there and there's like at least like 
four to five new indies a month that I'm just like, oh, what is this one? And then all of a sudden I hear like three people talking about, oh, have you played this game? I'm like, oh, that's pretty, that's pretty good. Uh, but back to Research and Destroy. Uh, very XCOM-like, but uh, the uh, that's the thing that makes it different is that the attacks aren't automatic. There is free, uh, free control of your shooting, which is fun, but it does drain down that counter. And then uh, what I, the one thing that also made me very happy was that there's a free resurrect. You just have to like it has a uh, like a, th- a a number three on it, and you have to hold down and waste enough time that the, it counts down three, two, one, zero. Um, whether and 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 if you don't get it all with a character's time that he had left, uh, you can start uh, start with somebody like go have a second character come up, and the timer was where the last one left off. So if you get the timer to one to resurrect somebody, there's still one second left. You can have somebody else come over and finish off the timer to resurrect, and then hmm. that character's back up. That's kind of neat. I didn't actually need to resurrect anybody, but the yeah, what's that like? Uh, it's actually pretty good to be good at video games, so... That's why I like this one, is because I didn't need to be good at XCOM. That's what the intro said, Getty. So... I didn't hate it, because I could actually just... Re- I had to resurrect, like, three times. I, uh, I want you to know that the the way that the monsters show up, it, there was usually, like, not not too much time, but they'll pop up, and then you'll still have so much of your turn left so that you can go after them, and... It, that made it easier uh, to an extent because there will be times when maybe you don't see the enemies and then they come like walking around a wall or uh, there was one particularly nasty guy who would throw like a AOE grenade and then if you when your turn starts if your characters are in that you got to move them even if you just like select one character move it out quickly and select e- and the even other if one. you're not using that character yep you could exactly. be like using another character and you're watching another character slowly die so you got to be quick when it comes to that kind of thing. But, I mean, when it... Okay, so, first stage, very easy tutorial. The second stage is a castle. Uh, what strategy did you guys use for the first objective, which was... Maybe it was a second objective, which was go examine these eyeballs. Mm-hmm. Did you divide your party and conquer, or did you move everybody down one of the hallways and do it that way? I found accidentally with the girl that there was like there were certain jump pads that would just bounce your characters into the, into higher planes and mm. levels, and I did that accidentally. But it was the girl, so I just used her sniper ability to just start like uh, capping people that were attacking my guys down below, and then once that like initial first wave attacks you, um, I sniped everybody out and then I just had everybody follow straight up. So I was up in the higher level, uh, so it made it a lot easier for me to like get to the eyeballs and stuff to research. What about you, Joel? I, yeah, I went high. Um, I started as a trio and then eventually got to a point where it's just like, okay, I, I want to see more of this space <laughs> in the time that I have to play this. And if you go all at the same t- space, you're not you know seeing anything new. So I... I diverged them all apart from each other, and then I slowly got picked off. So that's <laughs> that's where I ended up. Oh, you didn't be, you didn't get to the boss? Afraid not. No. Oh, yeah. He was the mean bosses. anyway. Yeah, the boss of this uh, demo, he had a force field that had like 500 life, and he <laughs> would just send like seven zombies at you, uh, but at every turn. 
So not only did you have to destroy all the zombies, then you would have to have uh, any remaining time used to trying to take down the shield. And then once the shield was down, he just had 500 health again. And uh, it would be the same thing. He would just spawn waves and waves of zombies while also trying to find time to murder him. That, yeah, that's mean. Yeah, just just taking down one zombie can take a decent bit of your time, depending on your range. But if you have, if they're all clumped together, Mm -hmm. you use your your tall guy's AOE. Fair enough. Yeah, no, that's that's what I mean. Different strategies. it wasn't it wasn't bad, but it was also like, oh, four zombies get taken out by this tall guy's AoE, and then the sniper lady snipes the last three of them, and then just flamethrower guy just does straight damage to the boss. Repeat. And that's what I did. What about you, Getty? Where did you go? I went two separate ways. I sent two guys up the stairs, and then uh, I sent one to the other eye that was down the hallway. Mm-hmm. And then okay. after they both examined it it was like oh you better get to higher ground and then we booked it up to the boss and we took him out in four or five turns one of the things that we uh we didn't cover is that as you kill enemies uh, they will drop health and they also drop additional time and time is kind of sparse but if you're able to pick it up it makes a huge difference in the amount of damage that you're able to do especially it gives you a whole other turn yeah, it essentially gives you a whole nother turn. So maximizing that is key. Yeah. This was fun. It was fun. You know, mm-hmm. it, it had a lot of character, a lot of, uh, you, know, uh, you know, personality, having like a talking van. And uh, they, there was lots of customization. They said there was like going to be costumes and extra weapons and all of the stuff you can do. And, you know, it, it just seemed like there was a lot of content there. You know what? In some ways, this game reminds me of a, a little gem that we played on the podcast not that long ago for video game homework. Codename Steam. Yeah. Oh yeah, no, I I definitely the first thing I thought I was like, oh, are we just playing Codename Steam again. That was my first thought, but I like the the more action oriented stuff. And uh, if anybody's looking for a copy of Codename Steam, I believe we still have one or two that are still sitting around. Again. Yep. It's a solid game. You just have to take the dive into it and really commit your time. This one doesn't have, uh, and when I say this one, I'm talking about research and destroy, doesn't have quite a high level of entry. And uh, I think that even just playing casually, you would be able to make significant progress with a, a session here and there. Especially with the ability to resurrect whenever. That's what saved it for me. I remember in XCOM, you had to equip somebody with a defibrillator. Oh, man. And only that person could do it. And if that person died, you're screwed, et cetera, et cetera. Don't even get me started on XCOM. That's what I mean, is I would I would rather play Research and Destroy. Yeah. Yeah, I would, Way too. Way more forgiving. Way more I'd, forgiving. Not to say that in, in some sick, twisted, uh, you know, near future, because it's very likely to happen... That I won't go crawling back to XCOM 2 or Chimera Squad, but geez, <laughs> I have Research and Destroy, which I'll be a, a lot happier with myself at the end of the day after playing. So check it out. Demo available still right now, even if you just want to sample it, uh, but also available for anybody to, to get 
right now as well. And cosmetic packs. Go get your costumes. Do we have a price on that? Twenty dollars. Twenty dollars. Okay. Not including cosmetics. So. Ooh, cosmetics. Are you checking the cosmetics now? Uh, no, but I was I was just checking the price. All right. Let's see. Dendron Rampa two costume pack. Mm-hmm. Stein's Gates. Oh, Zero Escape. Okay. You should see all the Persona costume packs. So if you want to play dress up, now's the time. Uh, not so dressy uppy. Uh, that was a terrible. Uh, just we're gonna forget that segue. Uh, <laughs> we also played Gaunt Valker this week. <laughs> this uh, this one I'm gonna hand over to Alex because I think he probably got more of an opportunity to play it. I I didn't get a terrible amount of time in with it. Okay. Um. Yeah, Gaunt Valkyr is a pixel art uh, top-down shooty shooty, uh, which is it's it's uh, it's got the things that we kind of like in in these roguelike style games where you have a path with multiple uh, options. A la, um, I want to say like FTL. Um, I want to say the other ones, Slay the Spire, uh, Void Bastards. You just have a path forward that, you know, you have multiple different options to choose from, different levels to choose from. When you choose a level, you're exploring these uh, tight corridors for weapons, money, and uh, eventually the key card to get to the next level. Some of these levels are, uh, you know, uh, I want to say like, you know, you have to go to three or four levels deep before you finish it. And you're trying to progress forward on this map because there is a what looks like uh like some sort of like uh, apocalyptic cloud that's following you and of course you're going to find your shops and you're going to find boss levels and bonus levels and different stuff uh, and different and hard and it actually has like each level gives you like a difficulty number and number of enemies uh so you do get uh some variability in your play you pick uh what you you know what path you're going to go down next and um, while trying to uh, avoid uh, the, the the cloud that's following you, I swear that police siren, it's not. <laughs> Is it a cloud? So I I didn't get to pl- like I said I didn't get to play too much, but I couldn't tell if the, like the stage was sinking or if something was actually following you along. Did you? Yeah, it looked like it looked like it was following me along. Okay, like it. Uh, so. I probably played four or five stages. I didn't quite make it to a boss before I had to uh, stop off. Mm-hmm. So what I noticed is that uh, what's what's a good comparison? So it would probably be Enter the Gungeon. You have a character uh, with an ability. In this case, there's only one character available, but there's also weapons that you can find in the environment. You're limited by the amount of ammunition that you have. Um, I didn't get to any of the shops though. How how was the shop? Is it is there a lot to purchase? Yeah, there was lots of lots of different things that you could purchase, including new abilities, new because uh, you always have um, you have your gun, which you could either be a machine gun, it could be a shotgun. It depends on the character. You can also find different weapons in the stages, and uh, you can also get upgrades. Upgrades: how much damage, how many how your ammunition can hold. And uh, the the character that we were playing in the demo, his side ability, which uh, he would huck a grenade, uh, which did a lot of damage, area effect damage. And then he, his ability, he could dash. Hmm. 
they have stated that there will be more characters. They, they have like, would look to be four, uh, three or four so far. I, I, I don't remember how much more there was. Um, and then the shops let you upgrade and let you uh, get more items. And in this case, uh, what I kind of thought, uh, I'm trying to think. Well, because it is like this. I felt like what's interesting for this is that the the amount of paths there were. You know, usually you'll see a tree of like three different paths in these games. You don't get two like a, a ton of variation, but this one I I thought there was like four or five different ways to go. So it seemed like mm-hmm. you can really pick a direction and then even like adjust on the fly, being like, I don't want to go to that level. I want to go back to this level, and then I can try to explore that path. I know the cloud is coming, but I still have uh, some time to go to a new level. And going to levels, you know, you get bonus gold for killing anybody, but if you're running low on health, because, again, it's a rogue game, uh, your health doesn't recharge unless you get pickups. So because of that, um, you know, you want to, you know, not, you want to, don't want to take too many risks. Uh, And in that case, uh, you don't have to clear the floor entirely, but again, you're rewarded for it. It reminded me, like, visually, it reminded me of, like, a top-down Metal Slug, which is what I liked, those Neo Geo pixel art games. Mm. And it was very fluid and fast. The shooting was omnidirectional, but, uh, again, uh, like Under the Gungeon, but at the same time, you're in these kind of tight corridors. You're not. You're very rarely in, like, a big open space, and I thought that was, like, very different. I had a shotgun, and the bullet was, like, the size of the hallway, and it, <laughs> it made me very happy. And it would bounce. It definitely feels like a clear advantage over having to dip, dodge, yeah, Hmm. all of that shenanigans in order to to survive. I always wanted to get into Enter the Gungeon, and I've restarted and tried so hard, and I could just, I just, I'm not great at the dodging and the bullet hells, and in this case, the corridors are so tight that it makes it a little bit easier to focus for me. I think, given the opportunity... To have a Steam Deck, that is where I would enjoy playing Enter the Gungeon. But well, I mean, I played on I've played it on Switch and PC, and both times I'm just bad at it. So, oh, okay. Well, <laughs> I don't really have a comment for that. <laughs> I mean, there's absolutely it's... no comment. I just take my limitations where I get them. You know, <clears throat> you, you I have know, to. It's, it's good I have to, to be know. understanding yeah. of your limitations. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Some games aren't just aren't for me, and that's fine. That's fine. Is it XCOM? Uh, objectively bad at video games is how joel (laughs) (laughs) described himself once (laughs) Uh, i'm working on it (laughs) no it's 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 a muscle that you have to not let atrophy right yeah you have to flex them bad at you got to keep trying and fall into that groove you know Joel, did you get a chance with the uh, with this game? I did. I did play a little bit. You guys covered pretty well what I was going to say. It's there's it's very busy on screen, and I mean that in the best way. In that, like you said, Alex, you dip the machine gun; it's just blowing up everything in front of you or the spread shot. Uh, the levels I did play, you to be very tactical about it in terms of like you know strafing in the corners, trying to pot shot them from far away, uh, strategically placed explosive barrels very important Mm -hmm. in this game too and i like that it was room to room having to find a key to uh get to the next stage so it makes it still feel like you're making decent progression even if it is a roguelike type game um yeah i think it's it's a pretty neat thing it uh looks great it feels good to play which is a very important thing for something like this 
Um, it, it is on itch.io. Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. So I, I don't think there's a Steam release or other platform, but definitely worth checking out. Yeah. Gaunt Valkyr. Check it out. All right. So uh, that's really, uh, really the adventure. Let's hop in this questionable not quite mystery machine knockoff and uh squeal these wheels into a break gentlemen news i'm just gonna sell off all of my stuff and live out of my car for a while is that cool with you aka you're getting into nfts no i I was more never mind none of this none of this matters (laughs) guy's getting into nfts now i you were one of you guys was the one trying to turn my terrible drawings from high school into nfts so yeah we should do that no we shouldn't I don't know what an NFT is, and I don't really care. All right. I have no fucking time. You know what I do care about. What's that? Uh, this news right here. Uh, uh-huh. Alex has definitely described it as uh, a great year to be me. The news articles are just so much fun. So uh, Embracer Group buys all Western Square Enix game studio uh, IP. I guess they're getting embraced. Yeah, and the great thing about this is that games like Tomb Raider and Deus Ex, which somebody, uh, a company that will not be named, was like, "Oh, the the Western release of these games, uh, they're terrible. These games are not uh, profitable at all." Um, but they were good games. I don't care what they said, and uh, those shipped a lot of units. Those those IPs, so. Is it? I just think that they might have been like over budgeted, maybe. But now that I might get to see a Deus Ex game in the next, you know, maybe five years, as opposed to never again, it makes me happy. These Deus Ex games are a lot of fun. You should play them. Nah, man. Let's get that Legacy of Kane back. You know, for the price that they got sold, which was like real cheap, like this was fire sale. Uh, you know, thirty three hundred million. I feel like it's like uh, over a thousand devs. Uh, well, let me see this. I'm pulling this up now. It was very cheap to the point that I was like, "Me, we could probably scrounge up some money and get that Legacy of Kane IP." <laughs> like we can buy it. We can pool our resources. Come on, let's get us some uh, some Soul Reaver action. I mean, Super GG Radio brought to you by. Yeah. Super GG Radio presents Soul Reaver Reboot. Reboot or remaster? Or remake? You know, uh, spoiler alert for that entire series. Um, it all ends in a time loop. So remake. All, so any of these things is an option. Yes. Yeah, but it, well, it's all going to be the same. Why don't we Final Fantasy VII remake that? Because... Um, at the end of Soul Reaver, he went back in time to stop Kane from Legacy of Kane One. 
All right. Uh, yeah, uh, was it Blood Omen 1? So he goes back in time to the original game. And uh, that's how it ends. So we're kind of like in the situation, is it a reboot to remake? I, either way, it's going to be the same thing because he's messed with time now. Talk about a conundrum. Oh, snap. Oh. Uh, you know, and so um, the the you know they're gonna keep um they're gonna keep life is strange just cause and outriders uh and there's talks of getting into the blockchain but also there's a industry scuttlebutt that maybe that they're trying to make themselves more attractive to be sold Hmm. if they sell off some stuff then they look like a very good investment possibilities so there's like blockchain stuff there's possibly them wanting to get spot uh, there's a lot of rumors right now of why they are making such poor decisions. Yeah. But but they kept the quiet man. Again, Deus Ex. Looking forward to that. Don't tell me Do differently. Do you think they continue with Adam Jensen? I don't see why not. He's a developed character now. Do they need to keep him, though? I don't know that they need done. to keep him. He wasn't... I mean, the characters from 1 and 2 didn't get rolled over, but... Man, I don't, I don't know. I'll play it either way. Those games is fun. They're also talking about um, Thief. Eh. Like that that last one was horrible. Eh, yeah. Like, why you, you have Dishonored? <laughs> do do that again. Well, they they don't have Dishonored. No, but it exists. Yeah, it exists. <laughs> uh, some fun news. The most fun news, Nintendo Sports, uh, Switch Sports, uh, is helping to break people's TVs. So, uh, imagine, uh, if you will, a time loop where people are throwing <laughs> their remote controls at the television in the event, uh, or in, in the, the attempt to get fit. Um, and it if used to be called fit. a, a Wiimote, if I remember correctly, back in the day. Yep, and in fact, people made a website so people could submit their own experiences. It was called wehaveaproblem.com. I, I don't think it's up anymore, but it was just an aggregator of everybody who was sharing their experience of destroying their parents' TV and having to worry about being in trouble. Well, now, what, 15 years later, we're back in the same uh, <laughs> same issue here. People are whipping their Switch remotes at the television and tvs being uh, maybe not as sturdy and not having that glass plate in front of them uh, like the old crts of of our generation uh you can do some pretty substantial damage to a an lcd screen <laughs> at close range with a a switch remote right and if you if you ask um big brother of the podcast philip uh, he would say, "Man, my kids didn't need we uh, or a switch sports. They threw the Joy-Con at the TV on their own." <laughs> Seriously, he's got a giant line down his television right now, and he's like, "We're not getting a new one, damn it!" Oh. you guys broke this one. If I buy a nice new one, you guys are gonna break that one too. You know what he so- could do? He could get a new one and put it behind the old one, and then <laughs> the kids can only use the broken one. You know, that's, that's, that's strategy. Yeah. He could just put the other TV on the ground then so he can 
You know, double box it up. Dude, he's got like also like two two year olds that'll just go go head first into it. Uh, all right. You can't win, man. You can't <laughs> you I told him to buy a new TV and just put it in his office. Only for him. Just in case anybody was curious, we have a problem dot com is not currently maintained. Uh, they have <laughs> a a link right at the top that says buy this domain with a little bit of a web form. And then Ooh. it says related searches, we remote controller, we remote and Pokemon, P-O-C-K-E-O-M-O-N. Hold on, spell that again. P-O-C-K-E-M-O-N. Pokemon. Don't. <laughs> Why are we? Uh, that's not a thing. It auto. It, it's a. It's a miss. It's a misspelling Misspell. of Pokemon. Okay. Yeah. Sure. Let's just Google weird things during the podcast. So. If we I'm can't afford Legacy of Tain, let's see what we can get for wehaveaproblem.com. Or Pokemon. Or Pokemon. Hmm. Still, still not making it a thing here. <laughs> as much as I'm not sure who's trying to make it a thing, but... All right. You guys hear about Halo Infinite... In- Infinity? Halo Infinity crosses over with Flappy Bird? No, Infinite, and it wasn't... <laughs> Flappy Bird. <laughs> it was Clippy. <laughs> yeah, had, uh, I said it right. What the hell did you say? <laughs> <laughs> you said Flappy Bird. Yeah, I know I did. <laughs> okay. Um, I'm barely they lucid. A, they had a spray, yeah, like an Overwatch, where you could spray the ground, um, and in it you can it you can just it's a spray of Clippy, or it's a key ring that you can attach to your guns <clears throat> right. of Clippy. Right. That's Real stupid. <laughs> I like what I said better. This is the best kind of DLC. Best kind. Yeah, of you wouldn't cosmetic. even play Flappy Bird uh, Royale. That was a good one. No, oh, nobody wanted to play that. And weren't you the one who was playing that? And you're like, oh my god, they're dying so fast. <laughs> I know. I'm actually looking it up again now. Oh, so, okay. So just, well, well, he does that. Let's see. We've got. The game Stray has been pushed back to summer this year. Oh, Flappy Bird Royale's gone. <laughs> that was that game that they showed off a couple years ago where you just play a cat, right? You mm-hmm. get abilities and stuff. That, I cat don't care. You, you play a cat. It looks interesting. interesting. It's been on yeah. my uh, mental interest list. so oh, I'm into it. Also on Joel's interest list, warped cart racers coming to Apple Arcade, including such characters as Hank Hill and Peter Griffin. You know what? So so funny. I'll tell you what. Boy, I'll funny, tell you what. Funny thing off uh, recording, we were just talking <laughs> about how I got a new phone plan, and it supposedly comes with uh, six months of Apple Arcade, so it was kind of serendipitous that this news came about. Or I, I will be able planned? to. I will be able. Did to you check. see this news and you yeah, just threw yes, your I, phone? I changed. My, I changed Terrier just for Hank Hill racing on a lawnmower. Right. You, you literally smashed your phone and then said, "I'm getting a new number." I mean, it's it's been a rough couple months. <laughs> you need, to, <laughs> need to burn off some stress. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm gonna get a new phone so that I can play with. Peter Griffin. Nah, man, he's on burners now. Really? No. 
How does your family reach you? (laughs) (laughs) We have the fake number. I only have one. (laughs) He's got a Google voice. (laughs) Oh, all right. Uh, Somebody's going to have to explain this next piece of news to me. I I will. Yeah, I'm not sure I completely understand, but New York City is suing Bobby Kotick in Activision lawsuit. Um... Okay. The city of, itself. Yes. Yeah, so one him? of the th- okay. One of the things that they um that they had said like <clears throat> why is like Square selling these games for real cheap when you know Microsoft is buying Activision for the billions. Um, but the thought process is that one of the reasons they might have sold was so that Bobby Kotick doesn't get in trouble for having such horrible horrible HR practices with the mountain of uh you know, harassment complaints that they have uh, been shredding and uh, all of the stuff that's been going on with uh, Activision Blizzard and the horrible, horrible work culture that's been there. Uh, So there is a lawsuit saying that he is uh, the reason for the sale of the company is just so that he can get out without getting in trouble. But why New York? Uh, Well, I mean, there has been a lot of like, like did, uh, it, ha- it has gotten so bad there. The state of California was involved at one point. Yeah, but aren't they uh, based out of the West Coast? I-, I guess I'm just confused. Like, unless there's something in the city or some type of holding or some type of business transaction happen there, for, can do they have any jurisdiction to... For, for what it's worth here, it was filed in Delaware uh, by the New York City Employees Retirement System and Pensions Fund. Okay. They own, they own the stock. Oh, saying, okay. saying the behavior that they participated in hurt the the value of the stock that the retirement system invests in. Are these the so. same people that were up in arms about all of the the stonk stuff that happened? Is there a way to sue a generation for losses to your four hundred one k? Is that what we're doing here for meme trading? Is yeah, that what we're talking. About? <laughs> I mean, I guess I just, it, thought, it makes I just sense. thought this was like a little bit funny, just because of like, you know, that they're, they're like, you're just trying to get out of this. No, this is not how it works. You can't like, you can't escape liability. Huh. Terrible people. So. Yep. Uh, last little piece of news here: we got Super Games Fest starts June 9th with. Jeff Keeley? Wait, this is that guy that you're always joking about because it's E3 related in some way. Like Jeff he... Keeley brings you. Uh, yes, yes. Super GG Radio News. I don't know. Yeah, he has he has taken upon it himself to. I don't even know what does he do. He just kind of like organizes and reposts all of the announcements. And then says it's a summer games fest thing. Okay, so I could do his job, is what you're saying. I just have to insert myself somewhere in a process. Well, you ha- you can't like just scream into the he, void. He's the Ryan Seacrest of video games. Yes, okay. there we go. He's the Ryan Seacrest of video games, and Getty, you are uh, Kevin down the street. You have to you have to actually have a name first. I do, Eric Getty Gettinger. Check it out. I'm published on the internet. (laughs) You are. You have a record now. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, you exist. (laughs) 
I no want, matter how much you tried to stay off the grid. I want everybody to know I did get my <laughs> Apple Arcade to oh, no. register correctly. So I'm <laughs> thank, I am ready. God. I am ready <laughs> for We were so worried, Joel. Joel's we going to end so up Joel. killing me here. Uh, look, look, I just, like me, most people like to see the loop closed. <laughs> I want to see okay. a, a clear beginning and end. <laughs> Really? That's why I... road lights are nightmares, because they never end. <laughs> oh. Thank you, Joel. Or like Legacy of Kane, never-ending <laughs> loop. Yep, that's true. But you know what we do have? Right What's before that? we end the news, we like to give you uh, the highlight of where the freebies are at. So let me ask you, Alex, where are my freebies at this week? We, this week we got the freebies terraforming Mars the, on Epic Game Store. Epic Game Store. Where's Alex so that he can swear? Oh yeah, he'll be so pissed. Um, yeah, Epic Game Store. Uh, terraforming Mars is almost like a board game. Uh, that is, uh, it's about terraforming Mars, and there's politics in there and other stuff. Like that. that sounds educational. Why is Solitaire yeah. dated behind Apple Arcade? You know why? That's I don't get it. <laughs> Continuing on, we have <laughs> Party Host 1985, which looks to be more like a, a like a like a a four bit, maybe eight bit style retro game where you are uh, managing different things that are happening in a house uh, and uh, you know having a house party, and it's in the eight, 1985. But the reason why it's it's relatively interesting is that there's like a hidden you know, break the fourth wall. If you do something, something sinister happens. If you look in the code, you know, there's a lot of uh, hidden lore for like a, a backstory, that kind of stuff. What there's an this? ARG involved. All right. So Party Host 1985. Checking that OS- one out. OSK on itch.io. Uh, this is a game where you are a small squirrel platforming <clears throat> up a uh, tree as the forest is ablaze. So it's actually kind of a neat thing. It's, it's very well detailed. Very like It looks a little like Ori and the Will of the Wisps. Uh, and there's a giant fire. Uh, next is Retail Royale on Steam. You are mannequins in a store after closing. Everything is a weapon. <laughs> and lastly, Age of Steel Recharge. A 2D strategy... Uh, you're taking the role of commander, uh, and it's a management sim. You send out uh, different uh, weapons, and, and not weapons, but different like uh, units, different gunships, and uh, you attack the enemies. And it's 2D side-scrolling, but it's not. you're not controlling the ships, you're managing them. You're sending out different units and assigning different people different weapons. I'm not attacking. So I'm, recharge. I'm telling that's people on to Indie attack. Gala. All right. Thank you for being so helpful this week as I am so hoarse. <clears throat> Maybe I shouldn't uh, sell everything and live in my car. Maybe I should just, you know, take the time to recover and then we can hopefully get back to to basics. Buying NFTs? Nope, not doing that. Kitty, why are you so hoarse? Why the long face? Let's, uh... The let's origin just, trail. Let's take a break so that I let's can... Let's giddy up slap Alex off screen. We'll be right back.
we're back. Back with the Backlog Blog, where we play games that break TVs. That's right, Joel got his hands on that sweet, sweet Switch Sports. Correct. You really write that? Okay, yeah. Switch Sports. Switch up sports? What? Switch around sports. Is it called Switch Sports? It is Nintendo Switch Sports. That's the name they went with. Forty dollars. I mean, that's kind of good, I guess. Did it come with a free uh, Joy-Con? With just one? <laughs> just no, no. We were built this time. Um, <laughs> actually, I don't think it was Wii Sports that had that for free. It was like one of those other off. It was the Island Resort. Yeah. Was it? No. So, it, no. That the controller got sold with Wii Play. Because that was the only reason anybody bought it, because it came with the controller and it was impossible to find at the time. And Um, I remember, yes, that there was a shortage, because I remember I did buy it. Yeah, yeah, that was definitely one way I accumulated a few of them. Uh, Switch (laughs) Wii Sports Resort was where they were trying to add, like, extra motion, so there was a little dongle thing you could attach to it and stuff. (laughs) Dongle. Oh, the nunchuck. Yeah. Nunchaku. Nunchaku. Good times. <laughs> okay, so what do you think of this one? Yeah, what what can you tell us? What have you played? I've, what do I've you heard recommend? Both, uh, fantastic things and disappointing. What things. don't so you recommend? You you tell me what you've heard, and then I can respond with my experience. It's sports. That's too what many I heard. nets. Too many net sports, and it would be better if there was just a straight menu instead of whatever menu they currently have. Also, uh, the unlocks are random. And only to one account. Is that a concern? Well, if you have like kids that want to do their own unlocks. So let's let's start with the cosmetic stuff. Um, so you create a profile and an avatar and stuff like that. And and when you create the avatar itself, there's two options. You can either use their sort of new character template, Farley. Or they've, it's fine. Uh, or they've got the option to import a me character so you could play as a Y'all me. remember Fugly? I do. Okay. Can't remember the last time I heard it, but I, I remember it. How do you, how do you import your me? Uh, so I haven't done it yet. Wait, but what, what, I, are you, what are you but getting at here? Is he trying to get you to explain this to eat time away? No, I'm actually curious. Okay. If the so, process is convoluted or easy. It, I think you know the answer to this. Uh, so <laughs> basically what happens is that you cannot make... Maybe they changed. Maybe it was easy. I don't know. I wasn't trying to set this up. It's Nintendo. Uh, <laughs> they they forgot about easy since the first uh, Wii Sports. But uh, if you want to make a... friend code. If you want to make a Mii-based character, you have to make the Mii in the Nintendo Switch menu. Like, you have to go to the Mii creation in the Switch profile menu and make your Mii there and then import it from there. If you try to select the Mii body type in the game, it'll tell you that you can't create it there and then you have to go to the Switch menu to do it. Why would Why it? Why do they give you the option to select the body yeah, why type? Why would you have the option then? Because they would. it's trying to pull from a pre-selected like a preset menu of Mii's from the stuff you've created on the actual Switch. So, that's that's dumb. I, I agree with that. And, and the cosmetic thing is that you gain them by playing matches online. 
and then you dip points based on how you perform in the matches. Once you level up, it gives you like a nine or ten different items and it does a sort of like randomized choice thing of what you did unlocked for it. So the baseline character stuff is very bare bones. There's like six hairstyles, uh, five shirts of the same type. So I'm this like faux hawk looking guy right now with, uh, you know, gray hair and, and old because that's how this game makes me feel a little bit. Um, <laughs> so there's that. What was the other complaints, Alex? Uh, that it would have been better with just a straight text menu. I mean, yeah, but I feel like that's true of a lot of games anymore. I, I mm-hmm. yeah, you know, this is also a game that exists in a world with internet and Nintendo acknowledging internet existing. So okay. part of the simplicity of Wii Sports is that it was all local stuff. It's pretty easy just to plant it all in one space. Uh, here they give you a few main menu options, which is like play online, play locally, and there was one other option, I think. And then it takes you from there to the selection of sports. Uh, And I I think that makes sense from an organization standpoint. I guess it's not quite as clean as saying from the main menu, soccer, volleyball, badminton, bowling, and choosing your sport there. But I can see the logic about why they organized it that way. Mm, Okay. Anything else? do you, do you are you enjoying it? <laughs> yeah, it's fun. No, it's uh it's been getting play in our house. So the obvious one is bowling at home. You know, it's it is this thing sort of sits firmly in the middle of what Wii Sports and Wii Sports Resort was uh, because Wii Sports it blew up for obvious reason. It was very simple. Uh, it wasn't really one to one tracking. It was more like flick of the wrist kind of inputs to take action on there we sports resort took a lot more effort to try to have it be refined actually like paying attention to the way you're moving your wrist and things and swinging your arm and this one it feels sort of a different based on what sport it is so bowling feels more like we sports resort where you could really get a more nuanced curvature if you're trying to do a real throw like that or having to really pay attention to how you're swinging forward so your tilt of your wrist doesn't accidentally influence it. Mm-hmm. And then they've got the sword fighting, which they call Chambara, which is, I'm not familiar, I'm not familiar with that description. But, uh, I think that's more of like a Japanese style. Gotcha. But it basically is, same thing as we were sports resort, you're on this giant platform, you each have a sword, or you can choose like a two handed sword or double swords here this time and then it's defend and attack until one of you gets knocked off the platform uh that's fun mostly in a personal setting the online stuff doesn't feel that entertaining just because part of the fun is really like seeing your son flip out if he's not able to counter attack or if he gets on a good run you know beating your son that's the most fun you'll have (laughs) with this game (laughs) I'm in that enviable position right now where they don't play enough of the games I do to really be where I'm at still. <laughs> See, I hope that when like a match starts, you slowly like ease into it, and then you like f- go into full Darth Maul style and just completely obliterate <laughs> the kids. Oh, I uh, they don't see what's coming. Let's, let's put it that way. <laughs> uh, and to where we get to the 
net complaints here. So I, I can see the point. I will say that uh, between badminton and tennis, tennis plays like Wii Sports tennis, where it's very flick-to-the-wrist type stuff, not really looking for nuanced control, where badminton sort of does the opposite, where it's a 1v1 thing, it's close up, and it'll actually try to account for the way you're handling the, the racket. So I mm-hmm. nice. I can see why it bothers some. I also think they're they're distinct in a way. Uh, volleyball is the one where like it's another net sport, but it's not as fluid. So like anybody who knows volleyball, you know, you you hit the ball to serve, and then usually you'll bump, and then you'll have somebody set the ball by t- using two hands to sort of push it in the air, and then you'd have somebody come and spike once it actually got to the net. And you have very, it it is repetitive in that way. Like there's no flexibility in how you approach it. So like if you want it to bump, then bump and then spike or uh, bump set and just like tip over, you don't have those kind of options. It's it's very much just following the pattern, which bump set spike, bump set spike, bump set spike. Yeah. Yeah. Which I mean, they've never played volleyball before. At least not with people I know, but uh, <laughs> with humans, <laughs> unless you're playing professionally, human people. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's there's very few times when it everything goes as planned. Yeah, and you can only expect so much from this platform. It's just that I, I don't I don't need like the ability to twist the ball in a certain way. I don't need to be able to like. Uh, you know, do dives or anything, but just give me the option to not have to do the set on the second hit. You know, give me the option to just hit the ball over without it being a spike. I just think there could be just a tiny bit more uh, nuance there that would have helped a lot. Mm-hmm. So you are enjoying it, but of course it does have some um, some critiques here and there that you think that could make there there could be improvements on. Yeah, and you know there. The complaints I have are mostly minor for what I use it for. The the cosmetic stuff, yeah, it's dumb, but we'll get over it eventually and, and have the stuff we want to create characters and things. Um, the sports themselves, I'm there mostly for bowling. I'll get my enjoyment out of uh, tennis with my kids, and I'll, I'll probably toy around with the sword fighting still. I thought I heard somewhere that they might be taking new sports on here too at some <gasps> point. Yes, yeah, so they're, they're talking about DLC. So... I'm expecting that it'll be either included with the price or it'll be included part of Nintendo Switch Online. So I, I expect either way there's going to be more stuff to play later on, too. They said uh, golf. That's a good start. Yep. I think people want hockey, though. I, I don't know. They didn't do hockey before. No. No. This, this one. That's why it. they want it. Yeah. Right. I mean, also, there's no baseball, too, which is, like, oh, another surprise, because they have done that one. That was on the first one, yeah. yeah. The, uh, Do you th- need there's it? A long, there's a long list of stuff that they have not put on here. Boxing. There's one. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you did that boxing on here. That's good that you're enjoying it, though. I um, I definitely plan on getting it at some point. I just uh, I have been really focusing down on some of the backlog. I have got a couple of games that i want to say i'm like two to three hours left in them that mm. i'm like like my my beat list is like been kind of stagnant but that's also because i've been like setting up 
that uh, I'll knock out a bunch of stuff at once. So I'm pretty hyped about that. And then, but I'm gonna be hyped on that Switch Sports. Say forty dollars isn't a small price for what you're getting here. I mean, you're paying for what you're getting, um, especially if you consider Wii Sports was free with the system that came with. Uh, but I mean, you're doing what you paid for. If you want more Wii Sports, you're getting Wii Sports on Switch. Um, just remember that you might be looking at rose tinted glasses on your past back when the Wii was hype, you know, when you first played that. Um, oh, yeah. You know, you're not at your grandparents playing bowling with your aunt anymore. <laughs> so. Oh, no, no. I'm going to, that's exactly what I'm going to do. I'm going to go bring it to my mother's house. Right. My mother loves this stuff. Um, you know, and also I'm on that Getty program, you know. I have like three games that I'm going to sell back. So I should be able to get it like for like 15 bucks. There you go. Don't take no for an answer. Mm, I won't. I'll be very mean to those GameStop employees. No, don't do that. <clears throat> no, I like these guys. Rosemont GameStop is, they're really good people. You you want to shout anybody out over there? Uh, no, the manager just quit. So <laughs> I got to find the other manager. Be cool with them. Then I'll get on it. All right. So, Alex, before I forget, you wanted to talk about before I forget. Getty, you want to get real sad? No, I don't want to get real sad. That's why I come here week in and week out so that I can get happy, then mad somewhere in the middle. And then by the end of it, we're either arguing or we're friends again. So strap in. We're going to talk about Alzheimer's. Why you gotta do Before this? Before I forget, <clears throat> what was that? Why you gotta do that? Yeah, right. Okay. Bef- Before I forget is a first-person uh, just house exploration game uh, where you are a woman who was a uh, I want to say a, sci- a medical scientist, and she's not quite sure what's going on in her house. Um, and you are just kind of exploring and reliving her life, but with each memory, she kind of feels like it's that time. So she keeps like looking for her husband, and she keeps talking about how like, oh, like I I remember our wedding day, man. That was like only like a week ago. It was crazy. And then, you know, and then she'll look at a photo and goes, "Why are we so much older in this photo?" <laughs> And, uh, you know, she's, she's looking around the house, kind of looking for her husband and there are like notes here and there from people. And there are like, she writes a love note to her husband and then he writes a little note back and she's like, Oh weird. He didn't write me back. I wonder why. And so you just kind of are going through little bits and pieces, uh, and learning about her life and to the point that she kind of like, she has a home nurse, but she also like keeps kind of blacking out. Uh, or she will, and you're like, wake up like in the closet or, um, she gets kind of confused and, um, she'll, you'll pick up an item and she'll like reminisce. But if you, while she's like kind of talking about this memory, you see the clock behind her just like spinning. And then once you put the item down, it's dark out. Hmm. So it just, you kind of lose, the game is meant to like make you a little bit confused and to kind of mess with your senses because that's how she feels. And uh, you kind of find out that her husband had passed because in a car accident after a fight with her, like an argument. 
and uh, does it, it do that thing like, well? Like, does it portray the sort of confusion and and uh, lost nature that somebody dealing with that might feel? I feel like it does, but at the same time, you know, I you know, I kind of know if when when you know what the game is doing, it's like harder to like. It's harder to say, like you know, like I feel like if I went into this blind, I feel like it, I would be like, oh, okay, I kind of see what's going on, but I, I kind of knew what was going on beforehand, so, you know, I could see what they were doing. I, it was very, it was very deliberate. Okay. So, um, how accurate it is, I'm not, uh, you know, I obviously don't know 100, percent but there is, they, they kind of go into at one point. Um, she mentions that she has to go to the bathroom. And she has she's trying to find the bathroom and each door you go into doesn't matter what door it is. It op- it's a closet. Hmm. So the game like makes it so that, you know, there's no answer. She has to go to the bathroom and she just doesn't make it. And it just kind of goes through these little pieces like that or like uh, a nurse is going to be coming and, she, you know, it's like she uh there's lots of notes that say don't use the stove like don't use the stove and she's like what why would who would why would they tell me not who why would my husband not tell me not to use the stove i'm gonna and then like five seconds later she's like you know what i should make some tea and, and uh oh you know my. you yeah it doesn't really let you but it's like it's one of those things that you start to see stuff like that where you see the the how the thought like how the thoughts kind of like change and shift and all of a sudden uh, she's kind of somewhere else, and and all of a sudden she's like, you know what? I need some tea right now. You know, and it's like you just kind of you kind of lose what was entirely going on. You you lose the the thread real quick in that game, and I think that's the point. <clears throat> so, um, it's a short time game, um, but it, it's it's I felt like it was a little bit it was pretty impactful at least telling that like personal story about her revisiting her own life, but while also just kind of getting uh, having a tough a rough go of it. Uh, you know, getting emails and voicemails from people that she does either doesn't know or doesn't remember or thinks that she had just recently seen them. So she's not entirely sure. Like, you know, it's like, oh, yeah, I remember this. And you look at the date and it was like 1984. And it is and it is like 95 in this game. So it's just like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That was that was a great party. We had a great time. That was a couple days ago. And it's like, oh, this was like 10 years ago. Mm hmm. So, um, I didn't want to go too much into it, but I just wanted to say that, like, I feel like this is this is a good, impactful game for what it does with the short amount of time it does. I felt like uh, sitting down with it. They even tell you in the beginning; they say this is meant to be experienced in like one sitting. So, they're like, if you can, just like set set an hour down and then just kind of lock in, hmm. uh, and then like you know put some headphones on because there's a lot of ambient noise, and then just kind of sit in the experience for an hour. And I feel like that was a uh, very impactful. That was an impactful hour for me. So, all right. Uh, that is uh, before I forget. I don't really got anything coming out of that. <laughs> it's, there's an impossible uh, transition there. There truly is. How can we make this light and light and fun? As we transition into our our one last thing segment. Oh boy. Brought to you what by Helium by? Balloons. 
One last thing brought to you by helium balloons, but don't buy any because we're running out of helium in the world. Damn it, Daddy. Daddy, it was supposed <laughs> it was to be light and airy. It was supposed to be light and fun. <laughs> I couldn't help it. It's the first thing I think about when people are like, oh, helium. Like, don't. Please. There's a helium <laughs> shortage. Unless you know a way to make some shortage. More. okay guys well that's still super heavy uh my one last thing is y'all ever check out the steam store and uh, they're like oh hey there's a a game on like deep sale today and you're like man i've wanted this game for like a long time but it's always like 60 bucks today was that day what game? I got myself SD Gundam G Generation Cross Rays. Bam. Fifteen dollars. Fifteen dollars. That thing's been sitting there forever and I've been like, man, I really want this game. I feel like it's been three years at that price. But I got it now. I got it. Congrats. Congrats, Getty. Alex, what do you what do you got for your one last thing? Uh, real quick, I want to shout out Devolver Digital. They sent out an email to everybody that said, hey, if you're going to buy one of our games, maybe wait a little bit. Like, don't buy our games. <clears throat> and then, like, they released a giant Steam sale. Oh, yeah. So I thought that was very funny to me. That's going on right um, now. Yeah. You should go over so that. So my one last thing is uh, we're getting through our video game homework. We're probably going to do, do it in another two weeks. Uh but uh, I'm ready to finish it so that I can move on back to Elden Ring, uh, which Getty is has all has caught up to me in 50 hours of Elden Ring that I've been playing over the course of since day one release. Getty got to where I'm at in like three days. I don't think that it's you are 50 out hours. of control. You are a monster. There's no way that it's 50. I haven't played 50 hours of that game. You are a monster. To be, to be fair here. Alex's 50 hours is probably a lot different than my 50 hours, which is a lot different from your 50 hour. Which one do you think involves the most swearing? Mine. I taught Robin how to swear. That was completely on accident. That would have been a good one last thing. (laughs) Brought to you by swearing babies. (laughs) Yeah. Teach inadvertently teaching your daughter how to swear. All right. Okay, guys. All right, Joel, what do you got? Yeah, uh, just quit uh, near replicant check-in. I hit the time step. Ooh. Okay. Five-hour five time step, or year, five years later yes. time step. Yeah. Now you're making me want to go back to that one and get the second ending. Wait, that's not an ending, is it? No, that's not. Okay. But um, from, re- if like, I were to start the game again to get that second ending, mm. it starts the time the time jump. Uh-huh. All right. All right. Yeah, I'm... I'm at Emil's mansion again, so I, I think things are about to pick up. I'm I'm excited. Mm, you may have screwed yourself, though. <laughs> well, not screwed yourself, but there may be some stuff you got to do. <coughs> the other ending. I'm not going to make it to the end of this episode. <laughs> we'll talk offline, Joel. <laughs> what does that even mean? <laughs> Getty, you want me to take us out of here? So mean to him. He's like, oh, yeah. I know. I, ju- I, know. I just got to the time. Like, you screwed yourself. <laughs> Like, <laughs> how? We'll talk offline. All right. I, I'm guessing I know what choice I made. That was the wrong choice. <laughs> Not a choice. Oh, okay. It's, All right. it's real stupid.
we'll, we'll talk offline. All right, and that'll be it for this week's Super GG Radio. Before we go, you can find us on Twitter at Super GG Radio and twitch.tv slash Super GG Radio, where Tuesdays, Joel and Kelly are still scribbling away. Yep. Now, Joel, are you still are you are you pot committed to Tuesdays? <laughs> what? What's our problem? We're doing this live. Oh, I'm asking if I could possibly take a Tuesday. I've no. You don't. You don't have to let him have no, it. No. <laughs> okay. Then I'm sticking to Mondays, no, and I, I, I'm going I, back to streaming this week. I, I need to tell tell me what I get for trading you a Tuesday. How about that? I don't know. Respect. <laughs> <laughs> who, who needs respect? <laughs> oh, terrible. That that's not a currency I trade in. <laughs> Uh, uh, Alex is on Mondays with what? I haven't decided yet. With I haven't decided yet. So peeking on Monday, and maybe he'll have decided by the time he starts streaming. He's trying to take an extra day, and he doesn't even have a plan. Like that's that's the kind of outfit we're running right now. Right, it's amateur hour. Ramshackle affair. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's not wrong. Uh, okay, if you'd like to reach us with questions or input, our email address is mail at superggradio.com and provide us a review on iTunes or the When I Google, before I forget, the first result is the Slipknot song of your choice. Can't believe I just read that, but thanks for listening. Good game, Alex. Check out our uh, review on Trek to Yomi. GG Getty. <laughs> and GG Joel. Good game. I also reviewed Doctor Strange Multiverse of Madness spoiler-free review at the Front Row Network website. Oh yeah, uh, I guess this is a good time to mention that we are a affiliate of NPR NPR Illinois. You made it through the entire podcast and probably three weeks without us mentioning that. But, (laughs) alright. Good night, everybody.